Courtney Freeman. I'm your host for Conscious Cannabis. This is our podcast where we are highlighting thought leaders and talking about conscious business practices in the cannabis industry. Here with Bibiana Rojas of Canopy. Bibi, would you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background? So I'm Bibiana Rojas. I'm originally from Colombia and I'm country managing director for Canopy Growth in Colombia. But for 12 years, I live in the US. I was hearing living in the US under political asylum. And the reason I bring this back is because now with cannabis, I'm kind of seeing a tipping point of changing that history of the country and even for me personally. When I had political asylum is because in Colombia we have uh, some different family businesses, nothing related to agricultural or cannabis. We have car dealerships, insurance, financial services, um, even solar energy, a few different things. Wonderful. And back in the day, this was like early 2000s, um, the guerrilla, the FARC, um, they were threatening us. We had some bombs, some kidnappings. Um, they uh, held hostage uh, some employees and even some trucks with merchandise and they incinerated them. So a lot of things. Um, but six years ago, I decided to come back to Colombia because I truly believe that Colombia has a lot of potential, but that is also up to each of the Colombians and each of the people living in the country to make that change. And three, four years ago, I started in the cannabis industry and that was my passion. That was my reason to get into this industry is that I wanted to prove that the plant is exactly the same. Cannabis hasn't changed. What it will be changing is the people who are using it. So in the past, it was illegal groups. Clearly, a lot of people know about Colombia and their relationship with cannabis and other drugs in the past with drug cartels and the guerrillas. But I want to show that when this plant now is used by different hands, in this case mine, and other business people who are coming into the industry, we can have a different history. We can have... We can now help people, we can create jobs, we can create exports and generate taxes and create wellness and give back to the community or give forward to the community as I've learned recently a, a better term for that. So that is kind of how I came into the industry, what we're trying to do and what we're so excited about the future in Colombia. And we can talk a little bit about how we met. Um, Bidiana and I met a few years back both of us working on the medicinal side of cannabis, uh -huh. and uh, Colombian Cannabis was her family's company name. Since then, she's gone on to work with Canopy, and would you like to talk a little bit about that and your relationship with Canopy? Yes, absolutely. So we started our company in 2016, just when in Colombia we were starting the debate about if Colombia should legalize cannabis or not. Uh, so we started the company in April. It actually was 420 in April 20th. Amazing. So we were very proud of that. Uh, it took a big effort to make it happen on that <laughs> specific day. And then in Colombia, the law came in July of 2016. Regulation came a year later in 2017. So um, with the family, we accomplished all the part of um, establishing the company, getting all our licenses for growing, so for cultivation, psychoactive and non-psychoactive cannabis, uh, same as extraction for uh, local sales and for exports and scientific purposes. 
And then we also secured the farm, which is almost 300 acres. A beautiful place to cultivate beautiful cannabis. Beautiful place to cultivate. It actually took us a long time. It was um, a process of a, over a year and a half. And we look at the 111th farms oh, one, before one, one. we chose All right. that one. Um, <laughs> we went from south to the north of Colombia checking. I have this little matrix of 25 variables that I have developed based on all the learnings I had done from temperature, like humidity and pH of the soil and the water, uh -huh. communication and security and luminosity, wind. I remember talking about mountain, you know, weather, altitude, yeah, and the sun. And, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, so I studied all of that um, and that we finally the, decided on this farm of, in El Juncal in Huila. And then we created the team and then of course all the education. I think that's like the five things we focused during the first two and a half years. And then uh, in July of 2018 is when we merged with Canopy. And then Canopy, let's say there were two conditions on side and side. From their side, they wanted me to continue being the country manager for five years, which I gladly accepted. I'm passionate about this industry and I want to be part of that transition, that 180 degree change, that turn that we're trying to accomplish in Colombia. And on our side, we wanted to guarantee that Colombia will be the only production center for all of Latin America. So the responsibility we have in our farm of 300 acres is that we need to provide all the cannabis medicine for the 600 million people we have in Latin America. Uh, so that's kind of the big challenge and why we're so excited of what we're doing. And this is also a really great time to just share with our audience that Bibiana Rojas has been awarded for her contribution, uh, giving back to her community. That award was provided by MJ Biz Daily. We're very mm -hmm. excited, congratulations. Thank you, so yeah, I'm, I'm one of five finalists. The awards will be tomorrow here in Vegas and we're crossing fingers that I can bring that award back to Colombia. The categories are community impact, giving back. And for me, that is very special, very meaningful. Because again, going back to why I entered this space, this, this industry of cannabis, I feel in the past, uh, when people uh, cultivated cannabis in Colombia, it was the opposite of giving back. It was taken away. It took away from farmers. It took their lands. Sometimes it took their lives. Sometimes they took their freedom because they were kidnapped. They took their dreams, their hopes, the, the growth they, they wanted to accomplish. And now, if we can take this um, award back, I think it will symbolize change, that to show people, to show the world that Colombia is much more than our past, the 80s and 90s, and you know, you can see it in some series in Netflix, what that past was. And now show cannabis is a force for good, where we can create jobs, where we can bring wellness, where we can help people accomplish their dreams. Um, so that's why for me it's very special that giving back um, is just a little, the first step of the thousand step journey. Safe access is a topic that's extremely important to me. I think, um, you know, when we met, we were both doing a lot to try to really secure safe access for many people to cannabis medicine. And we've seen uh, so many, so many benefits and uh, positive impacts for people's health with cannabis. We're very proud of that contribution, um, I think. This is a good time also. Before we started our podcast, Bibi brought me a very nice gift. And I think this is actually a wonderful example of uh, conscious business practices and how we can make a difference with the way that we operate, where we put our money, 
and um, how we also efficiently use those funds, uh, both for our business, for generating revenue, but also to make a positive difference in the world. Bidi, would you share with us a little bit about the farm in Huila, Los Rosas? Yes, absolutely. So um, this is a different group, a different organization. It's not associated, associated directly to Canopy or myself. Or cannabis. Or cannabis. Cultivation, um, it's cultivation. It, it is agricultural, it is coffee. And I just wanted to show it as an example of something wonderful happening in Colombia. So this is a group of women. Um, they started as 30 women in Colombia and many of them with a very hard past, uh, sometimes abused by their parents or their uh, significant other, you know, either sexually or because they were hit, um, or being told that they could never accomplish something, that they couldn't study, that they couldn't work, uh, really limiting their options. Mm -hmm. And then these wonderful um, organization empowered these women. They taught them how to cultivate coffee, how they could be entrepreneurs. So now there are over 300 women they um, have a lot of partnerships with other NGOs uh, or, for example, the Canadian Embassy. About 90% of their production is exported and they're called Las Rosas, which uh, Rosa in Spanish is pink. So they wear pink vests, very proud of that women power. And I love it. I love that story. So we know I like taking their coffee uh, to special places like here, coming all the way to Vegas to give you as a gift to show that um, the change is possible. There is amazing women in Colombia and I want to be part of something like that. I dream about doing something like this for cannabis in Colombia as well. So incredible. So uh, enjoy hopefully you. all thank your you. mornings from the bottom of our hearts in Colombia to thank you so much. all the way to your house. <laughs> I'm, I'm so grateful and I'm a coffee drinker. I'm very much looking forward to this. Now, we are here at the house of Jane during MJ BizCon. We'll have our Women Wednesday event this evening. So we are a community of women in cannabis. We're focused on business and we're focused on doing great things in the world. And you're a wonderful example of that network. Thank you very much. One more segment to talk about. We're going to talk about trends. So uh, Bibi, would you like to share some of your concepts or ideas, um, what you've seen in the industry? You just came from the trade show floor at MJ BizCon. Are there some trends that you would like to talk about in the Yeah, so again, going thinking a lot of these conscious business i think a lot of up until now i think cannabis is still getting their feet wet especially like colombia or latin america and i think now it would be an opportunity to start seeing cannabis as beyond just cultivation it is what are the other things so again social impact uh, how can we help more women how can we help minorities how do we help the environment so for example in our camp in our farm in colombia before we cultivated cannabis, the first part was doing all the regenerative agriculture. So a lot of people talk about sustainable agriculture, which is more like of a zero impact, what you take away from the mother nature, you give back, so you make it zero impact. We're trying to go beyond that, so it's regeneration. So not only we, we take, but we go give way more back. So even if we don't grow cannabis, that land is in a better situation than when we found it. In our case, in Huila, uh, most of the cultivation in, in this area has been rice. And rice is flooded, so it's um, all the chemicals and everything they put, it stays there in the okay. ground for a while. So that's why we wanted to first um, spoil or like take with a lot of care Mother Nature. Now we have to take care of our employees, take care of our community, take care about taking care of the country. In, in terms of numbers and things like that for the market, 
Colombia, we're a 40 million population country. And then again, thinking of Latin America, it's about 600 million people. So if normally we said cannabis in a market that is starting, it could be the number of patients could be around 1%. That will mean about 6 million people for LATAM or in Colombia, like 400,000 patients. Um, this is very significant for us because it's a new industry that opens in Colombia. Some of the recent studies have said that cannabis in Colombia could have the same impact as our exports for flowers, bananas, and coffee all together. Mm-hmm. So that would be huge for wow, us. Yes. Um, that's why we are very excited. Again, the impact on that, when we're going through that right now in Colombia, we're in the process of the peace process. Well, we signed a peace treaty with the FARC, but that one thing is to have the paper with a signature and mm-hmm. now is to actually execute it. Mm-hmm. And to, honor it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and incorporate the ex-people fighting in this type of work to come to find a job, to find opportunities. And that is done through jobs, through a, well, a good economy. And that's where I think cannabis could be a real like platform to exploit this. So... We're looking forward to that. And of course, there's many other trends that we'll see with CBD, obviously Canopy in Canada. Right now we're the, with cannabis 2.0 products. So there's everything coming from distilled spirits, chocolates, like different types of vapes and things like that. So um, working on all of that. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yeah, no problem. Now, uh, this is just um, a moment where we can kind of highlight your business. Is there any kind of uh, information you'd like to share with our audience about how they can learn more about Canopy or about Colombian cannabis or any of your other ventures, uh, anything that you're doing that you'd like to share with our audience? Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, um, they can find Canopy Growth Corporation in all the social networks. We have also one specifically for Latam. So Canopy Growth Latam. And you can find it in LinkedIn, in Twitter, in Facebook, uh, Instagram. Um, if anybody wants to contact me directly as women, then you can also find for me in LinkedIn. I'm always trying to help anybody I can. So feel free to reach out uh, for anything you may need from Colombia or Latam. I'm extremely grateful to you for making time for us today. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure to meet you in person finally. Thank you. Uh, I will say to our audience, if you'd like to find more recordings like this one for our podcast, uh, you can visit us at ConsciousCannabis.com, C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S, Cannabis, C-A-N-N-A-B-I-Z.com. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you so much, Courtney. It's a pleasure to be here.